Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that includes... Well, you know what it is at this point, movies and TV shows. And look, we know we've been gone for a while. There's a lot going on. Sophia's in Phoenix. I've been super busy with some other things. But no matter, we're back this week with a preview episode. Not even a preview episode, sorry. I guess it is just a highlight episode of a new podcast we have called Screen Slush, which is out now. It's less Marvel-specific and involves all things pop culture. So we talk about TV shows and games. But later on this week, we're also going to be talking about Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, the new movie from Sony. It's animated. A lot of people have loved it. You might have seen it. And at some point, it might be a part of the MCU, but it's not yet. Let's hold our horses. But we'll we'll talk about that because that is Spider-Man and that is a superhero movie. But until then, enjoy this episode. This is our favorite things of 2023 so far. From Screen Slush. So again, we talk about all things pop culture, so not just the MCU, although there are some MCU movies we talk about on this episode. If you like the pod, subscribe to it. It's got its own page, Screen Slush. You can go to ScreenSlush.com, and there's video pods and exclusive episodes at Patreon.com slash DelphinPod. D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. So you can head there if you want to see more. There's so many episodes, hours and hours of Screen Slush. But without further ado, enjoy this episode, this special presentation of Screen Slush, and we'll be talking Spider-Man later on this week. This is Screen Slush. An unhealthy mix of film, TV, and everything pop culture. Welcome to Screen Slush, a podcast where we talk about everything's pop, everything's pop culture. Great start. Everything already, already tripping on myself. You know, I is find it that pop culture, everything is popular culture. I don't even know what counts now. Yeah, what's not pop culture? I don't know. We talk about movies, oh. TV shows, yeah. video games, books occasionally, but. We're at the half point of the year. We're in June. We're actually in maybe the second week of June, which is literally, wait, no, the end of June would be, I think, the halfway point of yeah. the year. But Brent and I are talking about our favorite things from this whole year, 2023. Um, Brent, how are you feeling about the year? <clears throat> uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good about it. It's been uh, a great year so far for all Sorts of different uh, pop culture. Yeah. I guess items. that's a huge caveat. We're not like rating our favorite personal moments or professional moments, I guess. No. <laughs> Do you have any? Here's maybe, okay, number one personal moment of the year. I found like $5 outside once. That's pretty sick. Hey, that's that's up there. That'd probably be my number one. Yeah. Find, find now, it a fiver out there. Find a, a nice Lincoln on the street. Downside, I'd lost 20 bucks in a pair of pants, all, you know, this year oh, so as well. So you're out 15 So bucks. I'm at a negative, <laughs> but the five helped. And I feel like it was a really old $20 bill, like really old, not even like a fancy looking one. This thing has been around for a while. So I think it's possible this fucking $20 bill disintegrated in my pants pocket or something in the it's, wash. Yeah. Because it was already like- flimsy. Like it had been in a thousand people's pockets it's been in someone's nose before that 20 
Yeah. So There's, I don't that, know. That thing, you probably washed it in a pair of your khakis and it fucking just disintegrated in the wash. Like 20 it's, bucks gone. Yep. So yeah, that's probably my personal highlight and well, my that's personal low light of the year. Just a net negative 15 bucks. Yep. Hey, <laughs> could be better, could be worse. We're talking about our favorite movie of the year. Then we'll talk about our TV show. Some of our biggest surprises, biggest letdown, our favorite video game star of the year. And our craziest thing to happen, maybe if we have time, but we might have the same thing because I'm still the craziest thing to happen in 2023 is still the slap heard around the world for me. Will Smith slap is still wow. ringing in my ears. That trickled into the <laughs> next year. No, that's not it. But <laughs> I do feel like there's some pretty wild pop culture stuff going on and we may talk about that, but who knows? We may not have time, yeah. but. This year, uh, a lot of really big movies have come out, some seismic movies, some history breaking films, and I would say some really memorable finales, at least in TV as well. Super Mario Brothers is the highest grossing movie so far this entire year. So far, Mm -hmm. I keep saying so far, it's made so much money. I'm kind of like billion, one point three billion dollars, one of the highest grossing animated films of all time. I think it's number two two behind frozen two or something like that um next to that or can oh let me see if you can guess can you guess the top five highest grossing movies of the year worldwide brad super mario bros number one we both watched that i think yeah we both watched that of course yeah uh number two world worldwide highest grossing movie of the year uh okay is guardians three on there guardians three is number two Okay. With a bullet. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the trend. Big drop mm-hmm. off from Mario. Um. Oh boy. Okay. Right. Number three is pretty new. Fast X. It's Fast X. Okay. Uh, number. number yeah, it's Quantumania. Number five is interesting to me. I don't know if you're gonna get number five. We definitely watched this movie, but um. I'm surprised it's number five is all I'll say. Not to say it wasn't good, um, but it, it it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to give you too much. <laughs> I'm confusing you more than I'm mm. helping you, probably. Number five highest grossing movie this year. A lot of people watch this movie. Oh, John Wick. John Wick Chapter 4. Hey, I got number the five. five. You got the five. Number six, Little Mermaid. Number ah. seven, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Number eight, Creed 3. Remember that movie? Yep. Nine, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and ten, Scream six right but uh still a lot of people worried about the box office and theaters i feel like more people are going back to the theaters i know we're probably nowhere near covid or pre-covid numbers but i've seen like three or four movies this year and i watched guardians twice yeah definitely i i've uh been to quite a few movies i think uh i was going to say this at the top and yesterday about the year so far i think i think it's been a very very um kind of insane year so far for, for games specifically, mm. uh, TV kind of also, um, movies like there, don't get me wrong. There've been great movies so far this year, all over the place, like in theaters on streaming. Um, but it, it really feels like the best is yet to come in a big way for, for movies sure. for the rest of the year. Um, but still that being said, like lots of just great stuff all, all over the place this year so far. Yeah. And we're talking about, we just talked about the top 10 highest grossing movies of the year and maybe four of them are like actual solid 
you know, giant releases. So there, mm-hmm. there haven't been that many. And we're in the summer season. So more is still yet to come. We yeah. still haven't seen Ender. 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 Let's just doing this for an hour. <laughs> I'm trying to remember another line from Indiana Jones, and I can't. No I'm ticket. Your father. I'm your father. Ender. Snakes. Why does it have to be snakes? snakes. I guess. <laughs> we're just doing Sean Connery movies yeah, now. I'm funny. the Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red o- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm Bond. Okay. Well, let's get started with our favorite movie of the year. Yeah. I guess we already talked about mine. So I guess I'll start off. Okay. Because when I looked at my list, there I have not seen a lot of new movies this year. Just period. Haven't yeah. gotten any festivals. I'm sorry I'm not at Cannes to all of our French listeners. I wasn't at the Riviera. Um, wait, wait, he go wasn't to... at Cannes? I cannot. Wow, that's how what I are learned. What you doing? I Who's that? Is do... that Sean Connery? Who was I that? can't do a French accent. Okay. Just learned that. Uh-huh. that off the list. Ennui. I once did a play called oh, Mad Woman of Shallow. Shallow? Okay. The Mad Love Woman it. of Shallow. It's a French play. Mm-hmm. And I played a. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna get canceled. Never mind. <laughs> well, get hey, get okay. Give I'll, me, I'll, I'll get into give it. Us uh, one line. Okay, read. I played. I can't because I played a deaf mute in the play. Yeah, and I did not know sign language, so most of my job was reacting in this play. If you can imagine, hmm. I did have. The, it's a comedy. It's a farce. So at the end of Mad Woman of Shio, it's all these crazy characters. I'm there reacting, not saying anything. Mm. I don't know now looking back if I was really bad at memorizing lines. And that's why I got that part. But who knows? Anyways, I'm reacting to everything. At the end, this is a spoiler for Mad Woman of Shio, something Uh-oh. that was written in the 1800s. Hey, put but, a banner up. Banner up. Uh, I, I don't even know much more other than the title of this damn play. Anyways, at the end of Mad Woman of Sh- I'm not even saying it right. Shallot? I always said Shio. Sh- Shallow? From 1969. Okay, whatever. Right. Okay. Anyways, I uh, I say my only line in the entire movie in a French accent. Or sorry, in the entire play in a French accent. Oh, boy. Because I'm definitely the whole time. And the spoiler is I am French, I think, or something like that. Holy moly, that sounds uh, good. <laughs> I gotta find I gotta find the video if it's out there. But if you want to see me just nailing my one line, yeah, it's out there. And also, yeah. this is how Daniel Day Lewis, a 14-year-old me, was. I downloaded from Google common sign language. Uh, and I probably just didn't do well. So maybe we shouldn't look at the video. There, there was a, there were deaf people in the audience, and they were just shaking just their heads at how fucking wrong it was. <laughs> oh boy, whatever, it. it's fine. Okay, my favorite. What was I? My favorite movie? Yeah. of the year <laughs> is not French at all, but it also wow. is a major hit. And I think I might release this on our Marvel Pod, so this is perfect for them. But it was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I was thinking about this. I was like, what movie left such a lasting impact on me? And it's not so much all the Marvel-y stuff. It's a lot more of the James Gunn um, storytelling 
and kind of cinematic stuff in that movie mm-hmm. and just how beautiful it was as an ending. Obviously, we've already talked about it so much. We've done like four or five hours of podcasts on yeah. this movie, but I really enjoyed it. And I find myself like looking back on at least the emotions that that movie elicited. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a fun movie. I watched it twice in theaters. I'll watch it again when it comes out on, on Disney Plus or whatever. But that's my favorite movie of the year. Wow. That's a, well, that's a, that's a really good pick, man. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, Guardians is like way, way up there for me for the best movies uh, of the year so far. It's, uh, yeah, it just has all of maybe more than any of his other movies uh, he's made at the very least in the studio system. Uh, the most, you know, uh, free it's felt like he's kind of been to, to kind of like, uh, commit to his vision. Um, and yeah, I think like the emotional core of the story is incredibly strong, very funny, uh, so much heart and, you know, creative action. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Really a, a reminder, uh, you know, amongst some other things of, uh, you know, all the, all the great stuff that the MCU can, uh, can kind of, uh, put out there. And they let, they let him do the non Disney stuff too, which I think is really cool. Like it has some pretty brutal moments and, um, some really fun, violent scenes juxtaposed with a joke, which I don't think they'd let him do in the other previous guardians movies. Yeah. So that I think was like kind of his parting, uh, gift was letting you know yeah. allowing us to kind of enjoy that in an MC yeah. movie, which so far is one of the the most watched of the whole year. So I hope everyone listening on the Marvel Pod turns it off right after this because you got what you wanted. Okay, <laughs> you got what you wanted. Shut it down. Twelve minutes. My favorite movie pod. of the year: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> Three. Take it to the bank. Print it. Ship it. Clip it. Ship it. Dip clip it. it. Turn it off, and we'll see you and next rip week. It. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine that? Just people who like hear the thing that they like and say, I'm good. Just end it right here. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, Barry listening to various preachers in the final season of Barry. I did um, find my, my only line in the play, not to go back to it. All right. Well, I, I, give the us a Mad Stella. The depth. Oh, also messed up. The character's name is the deaf mute. So I don't, ah. that wasn't on me. That's, okay. that's the name of the character. It's sadness flies on the wings of the morning and out of the heart of darkness comes the light. And everyone is surprised that I can talk or something. And it's like yeah. real, one of real the Kaiser Soze moment. It's a end. Kaiser Soze. I think I did it with like just a very offensive French accent. Yeah. Um, and I, I did win a Tony Award. It was the first one given wow, to Wow, exciting. I, it was the first one given, given to, to a high a child. <laughs> a child, yeah. <laughs> a, a non-professional Texan child. It was Lin-Manuel Miranda and Angela uh, Lansbury wow. gift, gave it to me. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. great. And you went up there and rapped with both of them, right? I did. I rapped with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> well, yeah, Lin didn't want to that night. He said, nah, Lin didn't want to. That wasn't his thing yet, you know. This was so long ago. <laughs> Brand, what's your favorite right. movie of the year? Uh, you know, I almost went with a different one, but in the end, I ultimately ended up going with D and D, Dungeons oh. and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. Uh, listen, I for a while I had this in my biggest surprise category. Uh, something yeah. else took over recently, but um, I was like, you know what? Let's cut the bullshit. Listen, I loved John Wick. 
I think it's the best John Wick yet. I think it's incredible action movie. Um, But it's kind of coupled with the fact that D&D was as surprising as it was and how kind of low my expectations were uh, all the way up through like a week or two before it came out, it feels like. Um, But I just think D&D is such a like classic and not in the sense of like a fifties action adventure movie, but like a nineties or like early two thousands action movie, uh, which, you know, we, we don't really see anymore. Like everything, uh, you know, these days is, is, um, you know, very winky and, and kind of self-aware. And there's a little bit of that in D and D. Um, and I don't, and to be fair, I don't hate all of that stuff either, but I just think that the form that D and D takes is, uh, it is a very earnest and sincere kind of love letter to the game of Dungeons and Dragons. And, um, it's, you know, I just think it's a very, very fun, you know, uh, action adventure movie that felt very fresh, even if it, if it, uh, you know, felt like these kind of, uh, action adventure movies like I kind of grew up with in the nineties and in two thousands, like the mummy or pirates of the Caribbean or something. Um, so yeah, I, I really think if I'm being honest with myself, that's probably like my favorite new movie I've seen this year so far. I loved it. And if you haven't seen it, check it out on Paramount. It's good. It's such a good movie. It's, you know, obviously yeah. you got the amazing cast, Chris Pine and even, you know, the supporting cast is great. Yeah, but it's incredibly funny and accessible while still being like a fantasy yeah. quest movie with just insane creatures and just yeah. an incredibly like heightened world mm-hmm. that is unapologetic, which is cool. And it doesn't necessarily like shy away from how complicated D&D can be, you know, like every yeah. item has a crazy backstory that they are very happy to tell you and it's, they're not trying to ground it too much where you're like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I don't want to besmirch any other movie, but uh, remember Warcraft. Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'm, am I supposed to cry about this ogre or whatever? Like what? <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not to a level where they're trying to make you like connect. Yeah. So much right. with anything other than like maybe just like the shared emotion of family or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. The it's, it's very for all of its D and D ness, I guess yeah. it's like the story is very relatable and very human. Um, and that's, you know, part of what makes it work so well, I think. And we might be talking about it later. Brad. Okay. Excited. All right. Let's talk about our favorite TV show of the year. Oh, actually any honorable mentions for you for favorite movie of the year. You talked about John wick. You know, outside of John Wick, God, that was kind of my one that I also included here. I uh, almost I wonder the, if I still the only Oscar-y quote unquote movie because again, a lot of them have come out. We're really excited for Past Lives. There's a lot of great right. movies coming soon, but the only other movie that I think on a sort of quality level was fun, uh, and we watched this movie together was Ben Affleck's Air. I thought that was a solid movie. Yeah, Air was Air, good. I, I do have, yeah, Crafted Air was very well. good. Um, a couple more. Uh, I think Creed 3 was was great. Baggage mm. aside, I think it was a really fucking oh, excellent movie. And huge caveat, we haven't seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which oh, people still have are, not. Put, are already putting are in like, their lists. Yeah, What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Creed 3 is excellent. And then I also have uh, Infinity Pool, 
which I think is is so oh, fresh yeah. and unique and yeah. fucking sick and uh, uh, very uh, very good. So yeah, some other good ones. All right, let's talk about our favorite TV show of the year. I don't know. We may pick some super similar movies. We're look. It's a big HBO year, uh, so I, we the odds are we're going to pick one of them movies because you know whatever. We'll, we'll talk about honorable mentions. We don't talk about it. I mean, I can't. Mine's pretty easy. Succession was great. The finale of Succession was fantastic. The Roy's got what they got coming for them. It's a show that at the end of it made me want more and then also kind of felt right in the way that it all finished up. The whole so- show has been pretty consistent. There's that amazing, I don't want to spoil Succession. I think there's still some people who haven't seen it, but there's yeah. amazing turns that the final season oh, yeah. took. And I think, you know, they, they went out on top. They were at peak, whatever they were doing. And I think that this season of succession was really effective and a beautiful way to end a TV show uh, that is a little cynical, but definitely really, I I think um, still an emotional ride, especially considering how, how much the characters have changed or not changed at all, actually, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Succession is uh, it's it's hard to pick anything other than that. But for variety's mm. sake, uh, I am going to go with something else. Okay, okay. Uh, I I'm going to pick uh, Last of Us. Nice. Um, also, another HBO also show. Another HBO show. Um, and uh, you know, I this show really felt like it went by very fast, and I'm not sure why that How is. many episodes was it? Because it, it like did feel eight. like six. Okay, eight, okay. I think eight? Yeah, I think yeah. eight. Um, but yeah, I just think like, you know, Tall Order to to adapt, you know, uh, one of the best games ever made into a show. Uh, but I just think it was so well done and well considered, and I think all of the additions they made to the show uh were some of the best parts of the show. Yeah. Um I'm excited to see how they do the continuation of the story. Um yeah, I just think uh it was incredibly impressive, great performances, great uh you know storytelling there. Um and uh yeah, I loved it. I think that there's a whole lot in for me at least in the honorable mention. We didn't talk about yeah. Barry, but Barry was great yeah. as well. Uh, I, I only have one episode of Picard season three, the finale that, uh, I've been watching on Paramount plus, and that has been really solid. Um, but a lot of good shows this year, I will say. Yeah. I mean, the other one that I put here that really almost beat the others to make it to number one, just again, almost in a D and D way where it was so out of nowhere and so surprising to me was, uh, beef. With uh, oh, yeah. Ali Wong and yeah. Stephen Yun, I are we allowed to talk about that show? I, I yeah, I guess broadly, uh, yeah. I just think it's just good. Goes, it's so good. It gets crazier and crazier. It is so unique and uh, funny and dark and um, it's it's Netflix's it's best show of the year. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Hold on. Well, hold on. Shadow I and Bone season sh- two. I know, and I think you should leave. What is is really well, funny. And, and that is on my honorable mention. That should be on the list because, yeah, we just want a ton of those shows. Tim Rob screaming about screaming about whatever shirts, phone. fun I shirts, have so many <laughs> games on my phone. I could be on my phone for literally hours. 
So good. So good. Okay. Great. Let's talk about our biggest surprise of the year. I'll quickly talk about mine because we've already talked about it. D&D Honor Among Thieves is my biggest surprise of the year. I picked this as the biggest box office bomb of the year, and it may be. I don't know how much that movie costs, but um, it, I hope it has yeah, great life on it streaming. has a mid kind of... Really good. Movie. I feel like they... they I, I went in without any expectations really either, um, and it was a romp. It was a fun, light romp. Not too heavy. Uh, and yeah, we, we already talked about it as, as being your favorite of the year, but D&D Honor Among Thieves was my biggest surprise. Yeah, good good pick for that. It was it was in that slot for a while for me uh, until I checked my letterboxd oh. and realized um, I logged something that you know wasn't a movie, but I felt so strongly about it that I logged it on there because it was there. Um, Double Fine Psych Odyssey, man the uh, the YouTube docu series about the making of Psychonauts two that I talked about. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that is like. 32 episodes long like 960 minutes or something like that whoa uh no 22 shut episodes. the front door i'm sorry what? 22 episodes oh. <laughs> ni- 960 minutes that's um, still insane it's wow. very long but th- what you got to remember too is that like this is this was a like how long was the development cycle six years for this yeah. game um who I made just think, that documentary? That's a long time. Uh, Double Fine? No, no, no. Two-player productions or something? It's like a production company that actually works. Uh, that I that I'm, It's important to specify. They don't work for Double Fine. They yeah. work at Double Fine and like make documentaries for them, but they're very are you sh- much are you on sure their sure it own. wasn't Richard Linklater? Because if, if oh, that's the case, Ricky it's actually Links. a pretty quick movie for him to make. Quick turn. I'm not impressed anymore if it was him. Yeah, right. Um, but I just think this this came out of nowhere. Like I, I figured the same team was following the same studio because uh, they did a documentary on a different game a few years back that was much shorter. But then this thing dropped, you know, like all at once. It was on YouTube. Yeah. The gaming community started kind of catching on to it. And then it started like spreading around like the gaming industry as like, this is an incredible piece of like gaming history, gaming journalism. Like yeah. what it Say does. Say the title for, again. Uh, think, what double fine. Double like Odyssey. Like, yeah. You hear that it's listeners? Like, write that down. Write that down because if you are even marginally interested in video games, this is one of the most fascinating things you will see this ever. Week, I sure. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, it's very good. Loved it. Sounds like you, you can also kill eight hours. If you need to burn some time, full on time. Something good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's another surprise. The only other surprise on my list was a TV show that we both watched too. Part of it was because I just not on my radar, even though we should be as presidents of the, the, uh, Oh shit. I already forgot her name. <laughs> Never mind. Fan club, but it was uh, the diplomat care care what's her name kim the diplomat carrie russell there, oh carrie it. russell carrie yeah. russell fan club card carrying members of the card carrying carrie oh that's a tongue card carrying card carrying members of the carrie russell fan club there and we're go. actually big believers in open carry of the card to of, ca- of, of the, to the carry, carry card yeah. carry yeah don't hide that put that right on your uh belt yeah but, but I got a patch. 
I got a patch with that says Carrie, Carrie Russell fame. Russell. Oh, it's we're, we're, we're slowly. Our minds are slowly going yeah, during the my years. But the diplomat was good. I think oh, I did yeah. not expect that show to be what it was. I was expecting a little West Wing. But it was a little bit more than that um, and was really wonky. But also like the stakes are pretty freaking high in this show. It's a good yeah. show. And it's also a beefy show. It's there's these are long apps, very melodramatic apps. But the mm-hmm. diplomat was a surprise too for me. Yeah. Um I don't think I have another surprise on hand. Mm, okay. Well, hey, not, hey, not hey, real surprised. quick. Huh. Real quick, actually. Uh I'll chalk this up as a surprise. Really hot off the presses from yesterday. Um the I don't know much. I don't know how much you know about the, this game, little video game called Starfield. Um, okay, okay, but okay. they they had a so it was right after the Xbox uh, showcase. They yeah. had a forty five minute Starfield direct where they were talking about the new. It's a new Bethesda game. So the Skyrim people, the Fallout people. It's a brand new IP from them. They've been working on it for like seven or eight years, um, and honestly. Up way up there for biggest surprise of the year so far. I had pretty high expectations for this thing. Yeah. Um, and s- judging by the internet's reaction, it seems like it blew fucking everybody away. Yeah. Um, I am so hyped for it. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty incredible game when it comes out in September. So, yeah, that's that's up there for uh, surprises too. You got to play it. I mean, yeah, and we'll see. Jury's it still may- out. Hopefully, we'll it doesn't make the twenty twenty four biggest letdown which is our very next category the biggest letdown of the year mm-hmm. this is kind of, i we, look we, we thought about not even doing this because it's a little bit of like uh it, it's a little bit negative but i think we have to be honest about this yeah and you know I just think, yeah for, it, you know, part of it is your expectations of things so just know it's pretty subjective although we're also really right about a lot of stuff. We're so correct about so keep You're that. Pretty good about pocket. this, and and I think yeah, I think uh, who you and I are as people. Uh, I'm not too worried about talking about letdowns because it's it's yeah. you know you and I aren't like a couple of fucking dunkers out here slam dunking on all of not these the Duncan boys being like the Duncan Donuts piece of shit. That thing fucking suck. That's not going to be us. So that being said, this movie is a piece of shit. And fuck, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, I feel bad. That was just a joke. But it's a movie that I think I had really high expectations for, which are on me, but also was almost marketed as kind of a seismic event type of movie. And it just ended up not being that and kind of a little disappointing in a lot of other ways. And it was Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania. A great, fun movie. I enjoyed how kind of insane the concept is. You know, the quantum realm is wild. It's, it's, you know, Paul Rudd is fantastic. But I ended up thinking that it was kind of meandery and sort of uh, not just random, but almost like, I don't know, lost. I felt like the characters in Quantumania. I was like, okay, we, we go from this like brooding flashback Jonathan Majors, mm. who we may not who may not be Kang for a long time or ever again. <laughs> yeah. But it comes from something like that to like a yeah. cameo with Bill Murray to, you know, an ending that kind of left me feeling like, wait, so what is yeah, what what's happening now? And then like an app. So it's I was just like, this this movie is a whole lot. 
but it didn't make a ton of sense for me just, you know, at, at the end. So I was a little let down by it. Uh, although still, I think a fun movie to watch, but I'm not necessarily sure it's a staple, even within the MCU. It's not like a, this is the opening of the Kang dynasty type of a movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in the exact same boat with you. I think, and I think recent public real world events will only make this movie's legacy yeah. probably even more tarnished. Um, and we're talking about MODOK. I are talking about MODOK. Not a good guy. MODOK's not, not nice. a good guy. Just, he just loves whipping that little butt out and mm-hmm. people don't like looking at it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what that joke was. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, the movie just ultimately felt a little slight and a little bit like, um, uh, yeah, it just, it just felt like the MCU formula manifested that movie yeah. and it didn't feel like there was a ton of like real authentic heart and, and care kind of, I, I know people work incredibly hard on the movies and they did for that movie. I'm absolutely sure of it, but yeah, I just think the end result wasn't something that left much of an impact for me. Yeah. So. They left a lot of good meat on the bone with Cassie Lang and there's all this like really oh, yeah. intense relationship stuff that ended up taking a back seat to like, you know, yeah, just other things, other events in the quantum realm. Just yeah. crazy. What's your biggest letdown? Uh, Was so it this podcast? It's it's this episode <laughs> that we're doing right now. I'm already Halfway through. You're like, oh, oh boy, God, this is a real bummer. Um, Stinker. No. Yeah. So actually I'm going to, I thought about this right before we potted, but I was like, Oh, let me think about aside from movies, the biggest letdowns. And I think I've got one. It's in the, it's in the gaming space. Um, it is Redfall from Arcane Studios, the team that made, um, oh my God, I need to, I need to make sure I get this right because they're famous for it. Uh, they made Dishonored, they made Deathloop, they made Prey, all games that have stellar reviews, reputations. I haven't really played much of those, but mm-hmm. it speaks for itself that they have like an incredible legacy. This this game Redfall was like Microsoft's like you know their big kind of like March April push for Game Pass. They're like if you have Game Pass you're going to get this game. They're pushing it super hard marketing all over the place. And it came out and I downloaded it uh and had the same experience a lot of other people did and was just like holy shit this is not even a finished game. Um, mm. and it was rough, man. And listen, that being said, it's a looter shooter. That type of game is very, can be very addicting. A looter to shooter. Uh, almost like Diablo with guns. Yeah. <laughs> you kill stuff, you get new stuff and you equip it and it's whatever. Does the game take place at a Hooters? No, but that would be good. And um, then Hooters see, shooter. Another I, see, one. I see what you're saying. It's a, it's a Hooter shooter. It's a looter <laughs> shooter that takes place at Hooters. Yeah, and, uh, they eat a little bit too spicy wings, so they got to take a trip to the pooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this pot is on my most, uh, yeah, disappointing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just could not believe how rough it was to play and how straight up legitimately incomplete the game was. Um, like it got a lot of fours out of 10, fives maybe out of 10, like very rough and like the premise is cool it's like they're in this 
town that kind of like a vampiric presence descended yeah, I was going to say town. the cover looks like there's a vampire yeah and you find vampires the, and then the the protagonists look like Fortnite characters or something it's kind of yeah it's got yeah it doesn't really kind of know what it's doing in terms of like its personality and stuff like that it's trying to the characters are too winky and too like clever video game clever which can be insufferable a lot of times uh but yeah uh i you know it's the thing where like i hope they are able to you know improve it on patches and stuff like that but like holy cow man i was i was really taken aback at how rough that game was at launch it was uh yeah pretty disappointing uh well that's those are our biggest letdowns uh i don't even want to talk about our honorable mention letdowns unless you want to because i feel like we're just like mm-hmm. throwing things you know, Quantumania was, was there, yeah. I, you know, yeah. was there too. Have you seen the finale for Ted Lasso, Brent? I thought Not about yet. putting Ted Lasso. I thought about three putting it on there too. On there, but uh, it didn't seem nice. Yeah. To that show, to do it to that show, I don't know. You know what? You know what? I kind of was thinking oh. about putting on here. Yellow. Ja- Wait, what? Well, that's I was going to put Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I. You got to finish the season because I'm very I curious did. to see what you, you did. Yeah. Well, I watched the finale. I fucked it. I, everyone, don't get mad at me. I watched the first three episodes, I then I jumped to the finale. <laughs> okay. Well, interesting. You know what? No, you're right. The whole season as a whole uh, kind of is. Um, I almost put Mario. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Because At listen, in, yeah. beautiful voice cast. Excellent. And I a billion just... people think you're wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody on earth does. My son yeah. would kill me yeah. in my sleep if you heard what i'm saying um i just think like the movie wow is is empty this is I this is think... the cut scene so brant goes off on super mario brothers <laughs> oh no people are gonna clip it and ship it and i'm gonna go. get shut down this is it uh Forget Chris the looter shooter stuff. tweet storm my fucking ass uh I just think the soul of the movie is kind of non-existent and there's nothing going on yeah. at all in it. But I mean, it, it, it's a rush flashy. To, it's fun. like a race. It's a Mario Kart race to the Easter, like to the, yes. to the, to the yeah. set pieces. I just, yeah, I, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. I'll leave it's it fine. at that. All right. Let's End talk clip. about, Hey, speaking of super Mario brothers. Yeah. A very popular and long lasting video game. Let's talk about our favorite video game of the year. I feel like this is, not necessarily a new video game because mine is definitely not because I just found out you can play it on Mac. So I just played it a ton. I played Starcraft two a lot this year. Cutscenes amazing story. Still great. Unfortunately, everything beyond the, the Terran storyline is behind is paywalled. Like you can see the other campaigns. Yeah. So maybe I need to, you know, whip you my pay? pocketbook. Huh? Just, just buy them. <sighs> I, <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, they're individually priced at like 50 bucks each or something. And to me, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, that's that is hundreds pricey. of dollars. I don't th- maybe it's not. It may be like 20 bucks or something, but it wasn't a price that was like five dollars to where I, w- I was just like, wait, I'm going to have to pay how much for Wild this game? It's full price. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. I know it's been so long, right? But it's still at least the free version of Starcraft 2 really good. I think they've improved a lot of the stuff. The story is still great, and I enjoyed playing it for hours and hours and hours and hours um, to where it was a problem. <laughs> hey, uh, Blizzard, 
is fucking excellent at yeah. uh, that kind of game, my man. I know. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, just real random. Uh, yesterday, speaking of all that hype I was talking about with Starfield, my yeah. dumb ass was persuaded by the presentation to buy this very cool uh, Starfield custom. Whoa. Xbox controller that uh, is coming tomorrow. They ship Whoa. those fuckers out fast. Wait, when does the game come out? September, but the controllers are like on the presses, ready to go. Uh, yeah, so I dropped eighty dollars on that, like an idiot. That's um, normal. I when I bought, so when I when remember when we all got Lego Star Wars, we were like, yeah, we got the steel. Yeah. We, we all got Lego Star Wars. I was like, hey, there's a two-player mode. And Sophia was like, maybe I'll play with you. I fucking drove to Target and bought another controller. <laughs> and she, and I turned it, turned the game on, and it was, it's a little confusing on two-player. Yeah. And that controller has only been used that one time <laughs> for five minutes. So now I'm Whoa. like, damn, I got it. I got it. That is hilarious. Your controllers just at the prospect of a two-player well, just game. ready. I mean, if 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 your boy ever comes over and you want to pop on Hell COD, yeah. land party, baby, fucking BF two, toss that yeah. bad boy connected. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we both buy controllers pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, the drop of a fucking hat. <laughs> We're there. I'm there at EB Games, fucking whipping my wallet out. We're such. You know what else I'm really bad at? Anything that is even like maybe a little exclusive and is a poster for a movie I like. Yeah. And then I always have regret because you look and they're like, oh, we do 20 variants a year. And I'm like, oh. Oh, shit. So, I dropped $300 on that. Well, this one version of this one thing that yeah. is going to be. Th- anyways, whatever. Okay. Now that's my letdown of the year. Uh, but <laughs> what's your favorite game of the year? Uh, you know, I've, I've played a lot of really good games so far this year and, uh, I almost went with Diablo four, which believe me, I'm still fucking, it's up there. Yeah. I'm still playing off. Oh, I think I know what you're going to pick then. Okay. And I think it's Jedi survivor. Nice. Uh, you know, um, I just think all the aspects of that game, uh, were just so impressive. Um, technically it's a, it's a gorgeous game that improves in, you know, every single way over the first one, a game, which I think is very good. Uh, but yeah, the open world stuff is a blast. The kind of like Metroidvania elements of like, you can't go through this part now, but when you unlock this thing later, then you go back and there's like some cool stuff hidden. All Mm. that being said, I think like, um, you know, uh, the combat feels fluid and, you know, you just feel so cool and powerful. I think the story is awesome. I think um, they did some really cool, uh, unique things with the the lore and the story and some kind of surprises, uh, you know, twists and turns, different kind of characters. So, from- so much so that it says here there's a book you can read. Yeah, they yeah, I think Cal Kestis is a character in like a, a book that's set between one and two. Uh, yeah. because there's five years in between the first game and this one. Um, but uh, yeah, just an incredibly impressive single player game that I had a blast with um, so, Jedi Survivor. I, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but according to w- Wikipedia, not Wikipedia, yeah. the competing um, online database competing for Star Wars knowledge. Equal levels, yeah. But it's the final Star Wars game with Electronic Arts and Lucasfilm. Oh, 
Okay, let me what check that the time. Mean? How much time okay. do we have? Uh, okay, never mind. Never I'll, mind. I'll, I'll sum it up because I want to so talk about So is there going to be another seconds. one? Oh, is, okay, okay. Okay, so when... Okay, short version. Uh, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon after, uh, I guess, Disney or whoever signed an exclusive deal with EA to make Star Wars games. Um, long story short, the kind of like you know, actual output of quality Star Wars games in the huge span of time, seven, eight years that they've had the license has been pretty minimal. Like yeah, few games have come out. Some have had issues. Um, so basically they said, you know what? We're going to go on a case by case basis. Uh, long story short, I think that is by far a win for Star Wars as a whole, because then yeah, you get, I feel like there's a lot of other Star Wars games coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have massive, uh, who is an Ubisoft studio who's doing their Star Wars game, which looks awesome. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot more, a lot bigger variety of Star Wars experiences now that it's not EA because EA, but it doesn't stop EA from continue. So they can make another Jedi, they can survivor and they can do yeah. like another battle. They it can doesn't still stop continue. them. It's okay. just not exclusive. And I think that's a net win for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And EA is not great. EA has some issues, but yeah. Hey, outside of star Wars, I've the Madden game hasn't really improved since 2015. I mean, and Hey, I'm a, come FIFA, on EA, FIFA man. get in there. Same. All right. Let's talk about, I don't have a segue for this. Uh, Let's talk about. Speaking, oh, okay. speaking of Madden. Huh? Speaking of Madden, which has stars, stars, uh, nope. ugh, not good. Bad. Anyways, we're talking about our star of the year. So maybe like so far this year, who we think is a really great breakout star that we're really excited about, and it may not be so much something that maybe something comes out came out this year with them in it, but it also is probably just a culmination of their last couple years of work, and they're relatively new. Uh, which is really fun because we'll be able to highlight some people who we're maybe talking about for a long time in the near future. I think I'm going to fuck this one up. Uh oh, you picked Tom Cruise. <laughs> so I just <laughs> okay. did something that does not really fit with how you're talking about this. So uh oh, or I guess like the biggest <laughs> star of the year for you. It, oh shit, I don't know. Okay, well you uh, you go first. Okay, I picked Ao Itabiri, who is a hilarious ah, actress. Love that she is in a bunch of stuff. She's and I think you can leave uh, with Tim Robinson this year, as well as the voice in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Spider-Man Across the Universe. So she's got a couple of movies this year. She's got some other movies coming out later on that are live action. Um, she's in The Bear. But mostly I've been listening to her on different podcasts, like improv podcasts. She's in Abbott Elementary now and yeah. Big Mouth. But uh, I think she's great. She's a stand-up. She's relatively young. She's hilarious. She's got her own kind of personality that her characters kind of imbue sometimes but she's really good and she's really smart and she's really funny and i can't wait to see her in more stuff she's in the thunderbolt so she's like everyone else joining the mcu at the moment the second something is a hit she got a phone call will you be in thunderbolt and she said yes that's who i pick as the star of the year so she's new but she's also having a really really big year this year you know what probably could have helped me they don't have Uh, to be new they don't have to be new okay because yeah, I, for star of the year, I wasn't thinking breakout star. I was just thinking like star of the year. Like the so far, the sun. this you is the sun. X. It's I did pick the sun. It's the <laughs> it's the sun's year. No, listen, it's kind of a two part answer. Okay, I put 
our little Italian slash Brooklyn friend Mario dash Nintendo for star of the year so far. I just wow. think I guess I went a little macro with this. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I like this. This is good. But, I but, picked Ao Itabiri and you picked <laughs> I picked Mario Nintendo. and Nintendo. Uh, listen, always some surprises here on screen. Yeah. Slush. Uh, no, I just think, uh, yeah, I just think Mario had an insane turnout at the box office. I think that is only highlighted the the wide massive base that um is there for Mario and by extension Nintendo IPs mm-hmm. and characters um which feels like a a massive moment in terms of like not even just movies but entertainment that kind of realization of like I don't want to use I don't want to use all these business terms but kind of the synergy of these um you know, uh, between Nintendo and, uh, and movies. Like it, it feels almost to me like, um, an example of like Iron Man or something in 2008. Like it, I feel like we are about to enter the era of, uh, video game adaptations. Uh, last of us is kind of also an element in at play here. Um, at the other end of that spectrum, just showing the kind of variety that, game stories can kind of um you know uh exemplify in movies and tv but yeah i think and kind of nintendo by extension because they've been a global kind of like powerhouse for decades and i don't know why it took them so long to kind of get into the the filmmaking space but now that they're there they're there's not slowing down, man. It, it just feels like we are going to be seeing Nintendo movies and probably shows, you know, at a pretty high quality forever now. Like I think the, the floodgates have opened um, and our little plumber friend has got to fix the, yeah. the floodgates because we're going to drive. Well, and, and I think there's a third partner there, a third, a th- a th- it's a thruple situation oh, between no. Mario and Nintendo because yeah. it's massive for illumination. Mm-hmm. And I think his name is Chris Melisandre, the guy who runs it That's and made right. the first uh, despicable me movie because Bob's dad. it's part of Bob's dad. <laughs> it's part of the reason why Nintendo has allowed their IP to exist in the world is they believed in illumination enough and trusted them with their basically prized pony in in the Mario Brothers. And now, I guess, with Zelda. But there is going to be a giant move to adapt everything that is close to being a four-quadrant video game movie. Uh, So get ready for... What's that dragon from Nintendo? Remember that dragon? Was it... It's not Puff the Magic Dragon. There was that game... Crash Bandicoot was is that a Nintendo game? <laughs> Pikmin Sega. Wait, what the fuck? Are you thinking of Spyro? Spyro. That's yes. Fucking wait. That's is that Nintendo? That's Sony. That's that's PlayStation. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Well, never mind. Not a game. <laughs> but get Boy, ready for guy. all of those types of yeah, you know, games, and not so much the ones that were super narrative forward, anyways. Like a Metal Gear game, a Halo. TV show, some of that stuff, you're like, okay, it's kind of a matter of time because they wrote that stuff. Yeah. But now we're thinking even this, the just the iconic video games yeah. that you may not have ever played a single level of, but no, 
right. kind of existing in this in this space where it kind of is cyclical. And it's it's honestly, maybe it's too early to say this, but Illumination is with Nintendo's partnership, especially they're kind of they're kind of the Disney of this new era. Like they've got the ability to exploit an IP in movies, TV and in theme parks the way that Bob Iger wishes he had right now. Yeah, but it's yeah. going to be Illumination time. Minions Land is opening up this summer. <laughs> Nintendo World's already open. Like, yeah. it's crazy. They're it's, they're doing it's, it. It's wild, man. Yeah, and I I think it's a really exciting time uh, because you know I I think listen I love superhero movies. I think that uh, in terms of like variety and diversity of like the different kinds of stories you can see and things like that and characters and worlds and stuff. I just think that there is so much fucking variety in potentially adapting games uh, as, not to compare the two because they're different, but games to mm-hmm. something like superhero movies and comic books. Well, comic books is broader than superhero movies. Right. But like, I think, yeah, I think if we're going to get, you know, an era of like big budget, well done yeah. adaptations of things from like, something i don't know like fucking yeah like uh 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 spyro or fucking i mean we're already getting sonic but like to more mature things like mass effect or fucking dragon age like it's gonna be cool yeah it is a big it's still big ip so it is still like what's the thing that everyone has kind of heard of or heard of a lot like mario or even like barbie like what is this thing that people already know the name of that we can sort of exploit in a, in a, in a theater. You know what I bet kind of working. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I bet has, has already happened. Hmm. Someone at blizzard given good old Robert Eggers a call about yeah. Diablo doing a Diablo movie. I, that call Robert has Eggers already make, yeah. happened for sure. They just, they want a real sick freak to yeah. make their demonic horror action movie. It is, um, it is yeah. kind of, I think though, you're right in the fact that Last of Us and Super Mario Brothers are both, you know, kind of at the top of their mediums. But this is the year that video games and video game movies kind of revert because it used to be like you'd get like second grade video games from adaptions of movies. Right. Almost, you know, right. where it was like, well, let's do let's try to do a Star Wars game because everyone knows what Star Wars is, you know. And now it's like, well, let's do a movie based on the game because everyone knows what the yeah. game is. Um, but yeah, they should adapt Battlefront Two, Star Wars Battlefront Two, into a movie. But make make it a movie. That's the next. That's the next. Uh, next one. Yeah, just a real Ouroboros of fucking IP franchise eating itself. Then content. they'll do the Star Wars Battlefront Two, the game, the movie game, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the Fortnite skin of the Fortnite movie. Oh man, you just know we're getting like they're gonna do a Fortnite movie at some point. That's yeah. absolutely good. I don't know how, you know, there's yeah. a lot of story content in the game. Not well, really yeah. any of it really sticks, but uh, they're going to try. Absolutely. Eventually, we're not going to we're not going to go to a movie unless we already know what the brand is. You know, yeah. we're like, oh, there's a Glade plug in movie. Do you want to go watch that? Or do you want to watch the new Scorsese? And we're going to be like, well, I know Glade plug in smells good. <laughs> Did did Scorsese did Scorsese's is his new movie about a guy who made the, the thing that smells good? 
I don't because know. It's about a. I got glades in my house. I got a lot of glade plugins in my house. I don't have a single Whoa. Scorsese. Sorry. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> Pass. Do you want to talk about the craziest moment of the year so I mean, far? Do you think we have the same thing? Writer strike, right? Yeah, writer yeah. strike. Crazy. Why? Kind of blows up. I mean, not even just the writers. The fact that this labor movement across guilds, including, um, you know, the directors guild and and the screen actors guild. It's it's all come into a head, and it's all around technology and streaming and AI, and mm-hmm. yeah, kind of wild. Yeah, and ongoing, but definitely feels like the biggest uh, uh, kind of uh, earth shaking thing that's happened in you know to basically all the mediums and all the things that we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, outside of books, outside of books, those authors are books. just fine. Yeah, don't um, right. You can, all those screenwriters, you get to write books. You just go write a book now and nobody <laughs> will read it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that feels like the biggest yeah. uh, thing. And good my, so my only My only other big thing that was like a, on the positive side was everything everywhere all at once winning. Basically, yeah. I almost forget how historic that, because it swept every major category at every major awards, which mm. just hasn't happened. Like ever, because yeah. it won critics. It won just everything. Uh, and normally, there's some variance there, and there wasn't for this movie. And I just think it's wild that the Daniels movie won because that movie it's is crazy. not what I thought. The, guy, <laughs> the guys who made the the farting corpse movie, yeah, won every fucking Academy Award, every Academy Award crazy. possible. And so that was kind of a wild, kind of crazy yeah. thing. And what? Who knows if that's like a one off or if that's just going to be a consistent thing? Uh, but yeah. Well, let me give a quick recap of what we decide were our favorite things of the half year. So we'll see. Maybe at the end of the year, we're still talking about, you know, I mean, I might still be talking about Honor Among Thieves as my biggest surprise, but who knows? Maybe there's other things that change. But favorite movie of the year. Oh, shit. Okay. I I forgot to write what your star of the year was, but it it, is pretty easy to remember okay. <laughs> our favorite movies of the year i picked guardians of the galaxy volume three and you chose D honor among thieves favorite tv show of the year i chose succession you chose the last of us biggest surprise of the year D honor among thieves was my choice and you picked double fine psych odyssey the documentary uh biggest letdown i picked atman and the wasp quantumania so heavy mcu for me and you chose the game redfall Favorite video game, mine was StarCraft 2, yours was Jedi Survivor, and the star of the year, I picked Ao Itabiri, and you picked Mario <laughs> and Nintendo. And then the craziest thing that happened, we both picked the the Writers Guild Strike because it was. And I gotta say this, your all of your answers were game related. All of them. Wow. From D D to Last of Us shit. to Redfall to Jedi Survivor to hey. Nintendo. You chose Nintendo. <laughs> As your star of the year. I know, man. Big Listen, game energy. Yeah. Big, big year for games. Undeniable. Yeah. Uh, but uh, wow, that's still a uh, little, little strange. Didn't realize that, I guess. <laughs> well, let us know what your favorite things were this year. I would, I would be surprised if you picked anything different because we're right. No, I would be surprised if we picked, had anything similar with our listeners because everybody watches different things for different reasons. But we've come to the end of this pod. Brent, what do you have to plug? Uh, I don't know if this is going to be public. It's public. It's public. public. Ooh, very it's public. Cool. Uh, then, yeah, check out the Delphin Pod Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Delphin Pod for other cool 
fun screen slush uh, episodes like this and uh, talking about new movies, new shows, games, all sorts of things. Um, and I'm trying to think about anything else going on. Uh, that's about it. Nice. Yeah, definitely everything that Brad has to plug. Listen to all of the shows. And I'm yeah. going to finish this with, I think, a line that everyone, including my high school theater teacher, has been waiting to hear. And I'm going to do it with the accent, baby. That's right. It's been a while. It's like Daniel Day-Lewis coming back into the... Wow, coming in hot. Coming coming back in for a, a Phantom Thread cameo somewhere. <laughs> mm. Sadness flies on the wings of the morning. And out of the heart of darkness comes the light. Oh, hold on.